podcast where once a week we argue that old chestnut, which is better, X or Y. Also, a chestnut appreciation podcast. I'm your host, Tyler, the Darren Cullen of this podcast. I'm your co-host, Jordan, the please of this podcast. <laughs> and I'm, I'm your also host, Kevin, the Borf of this podcast. Now, Borf was in Star Trek, right? Uh, yeah, the uh, <laughs> it was, see, the guy when Borf got captured by the Borg and transformed, <laughs> he, when he got assimilated, uh, he became Borf. What? Wait, what yes. was the guy's name from from Star Trek that was also in um, Friendship is Magic? Oh, uh, uh, Q, John Delancey. John Delancey. Yes. Yeah, when John Delancey yeah, gets his Discord. hands on graffiti, he becomes Borf. <laughs> Jordan, uh, who's who's Nitta Please? Nitta Please uh, is a group of artists in Houston, Texas, who are known for wrapping public architecture like lampposts, parking meters, telephone poles, and signage with knitted or crocheted material. It has been called knit graffiti, yarn storming, and yarn bombing. The mission is to make st- the mission is to make street art quote a little more warm and fuzzy. Now, I've seen Pittsburgh sanctioned knitting, which was they uh, covered the Andy Warhol bridge entirely. I was there when that happened. Uh, It was super, super cool. Yeah. Uh, And then afterwards, they took the the stuff down and cut into blankets for the homeless and animals. Oh, the Uh, the homeless animals? Not homeless animals. Oh, okay. Just um, the homeless They're either or homeless animals. or animals. Okay. It's a very okay. specific uh, Venn um, diagram. D- does Nitta please, do they ever make um, cats and then call them that yarn cat? <laughs> uh, I've also seen yarn bombing in Pittsburgh where they've gone and they've put like hats and scarves on the the dinosaur that's outside of the Natural History Museum. Maybe it's our museum. Can I, One of the can museums I, in Pittsburgh has can a dinosaur. Can I throw some uh, names of the, the people in the Nitta Police Collective? Of the, of the Nittas? Yeah. Yeah. There's Polly Cotton. Uh, there's <laughs> acrylic spelled A-K capitals and then R-Y-L-I-K. Uh, there's not- Notorious uh, N-I-T. <laughs> Son of a Stitch and uh, P Nitty. <laughs> these are fantastic. These, these people are the greatest. Um, Darren Cullen is the little-known cousin of Edward Cullen of Twilight, <laughs> who actually has chosen to use his immortality to go around the globe, um, putting up stencils of that one picture of Einstein with his tongue out, uh, and he's also the only graffiti artist to be approved by the british government and has done graffiti for sony red bull google microsoft warner brothers adidas uh, so he sold out as so he's said. yeah he's is, sold out essentially is his alter ego mild-mannered robert brown yeah i believe so okay i believe that's it what is I thought. um <laughs> i mean he's I no love... banksy are you telling me britain still has not sanctioned banksy because in america if banksy if you are privileged to have Banksy visit your city and do graffiti, it suddenly turns into an art installation. Yeah. The closest thing we have is uh, the Obey guy. What's his name? Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Uh, Ruffalo. So. Uh, you're thinking of Andre the Giant. Yeah, I'm thinking of Andre the Giant. He has quite the posse. So, as you probably gathered, this is our Versus and Would You Rather podcast where we take questions submitted by you, the listener, and we hash them out 
here on the show. And so without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. Our first question comes to us from Aaron Reach. Thank you so much, Aaron, who wants to know, the Titanic versus the Hindenburg. Which famous historical disaster would you rather be in? Addendum, if you survive, then you are the sole survivor. Go. So let me get this right out of the way. I mean, the the Hindenburg explosion was pretty hot, but the Titanic was real chill. So <laughs> let's get that those, right out of the way. Those are both those are both fair points. Um, well, that is something to think of with the Titanic. Like you're going to be out there in polar conditions. Uh, that's I don't know if the ride itself is going to be that pleasant. Although I guess there's you know ballrooms and. All kinds of stuff. I don't know. I haven't actually seen the movie Titanic, but I have seen The Great Neptune Adventure, or whatever movie it is. Beside an adventure, right? Beside an adventure. Well, it was on the way to Neptune. Well, the Titanic was sank by German submarines to start World War One. Yeah, yeah, that's fact. That's, that's and, science history. And fact. the Hindenburg was a German war zeppelin shot down by America to end World War One. Yeah. So, I mean... So, I'm guessing if you're on the Hindenburg, you're probably a traitor. Right. To you're, the good old U.S. of A. Well, yeah, and we're... I'm pretty sure that all of Benedict Arnold's descendants were on the Hindenburg. Yeah. That's why they're called descendants. Let's not forget... They, oh, God. <laughs> it's terribly dark. Let's not forget that the Hindenburg gave us the catchphrase, Oh, the humanity... What did the Titanic give us? Oh, frick! Look at that iceberg. Yeah. Uh, it gave us watch the movie. out for icebergs. That's not that doesn't yeah. roll. Oh, I love that podcast. First. It gave us that. It gave us women and children first. I think that was the first time women or children were on a boat oh, um, yeah. that anything ever happened to. So usually they had somebody with an albatross around their neck to prevent that kind of thing. Here's a big advantage of Hindenburg. Uh, there were no kings of the world on uh, the Hindenburg, so. But with that's although, maybe that's the, an advantage for the Titanic, so that we killed all the kings of the world. Uh, here's the thing, swoop. though: with the Titanic, you lose Leonardo DiCaprio. You lose. Uh, that means you lose the um, the Departed. It means you lose Great Gatsby. That's true. The greatest of Gatsby. Yeah, it means you lose that other movie that the he Wolf was in, The Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Well, I could do without. We need Jonah. more con artists out there. We need we need more Jonah of Jonah Hill's genitals. Uh, I think we can all agree that um Gen- that genital Leo that, that Leo is a national treasure. Leo, and that he should be in the next national. <laughs> Rudy, uh, so that, that's that's Bill Cosby advantage, talking about the movie Rudy. Um, the Titanic it is we a just, party. Can we just drop chestnut appreciation and move to, move on to Cosby appreciation for the next hundred episodes? <laughs> Cosby. <laughs> Cosby appreciation. Oh gosh, Kevin! Uh, Kevin's internet is acting up tonight, and Kevin just sounded like Robo Cosby to Tyler. Wonderful. <laughs> you see. <laughs> the Hindenburg is a thing that is. Uh, I wish I wish we had the right channel to be recording that noise. Yeah, I feel like the Titanic is going to be a much bigger party, though. Like people were going nonstop. They were, you know, 
doing portraiture of each other nude just anyone you came across on the ship they were would be like hey man they were testing, it's like trading pokemon cards they were testing out the defrost system on cars because they were just fogging them up on the inside and it's so uh, true they were they dancing around below deck spinning around yeah. with a camera in between them yeah just the entire time you also had like Old ladies with jewelry, so they were, you know, pretty easy. To and uh, Billy Zane, you had Billy Zane. You had Billy Joel, you had Billy Crystal, you had all the Billies, Billy Ray Cyrus, they were all there. Um, so that's an advantage of the Titanic. The Hindenburg, I don't know, I feel like regardless of whether I knew the thing was going to go down, like, it's kind of terrifying being that high up above the ground. Like, I get nervous in airplane rides let alone giant uh, hot air balloon rides. And as soon as that thing started to go down, like, it's, you know, you know you're done for. It's it's not a good scene to be in. Look, I, I just think you go down into the deep, the Titanic, you're going down into the deep, you're going to get found by Ed Harris. The Hindenburg, you're not getting found by anybody except uh, a ghost rider, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, like that that cool picture where you see Ghost Rider and there's like the flames around his head. Right. And in the background, there's... There's the uh, Hindenburg. The Hindenburg. <laughs> oh, you guys are saying poster. Ghost Rider. I thought you were saying you... Ghost Writer. Oh, no. The, we're, no, the no, Nickelodeon Jordan... TV show with the anthropomorphic comma. <laughs> no, no Jer- there is a Nick, Jordan... uh, but it's, it's Nicolas Cage. No, we were saying Ghost Rider. We were saying that Aragorn should go somewhere. Oh... I thought you were guys saying Ghost Ride the Whip. You know, oh yeah, I've... that's why the Hindenburg crashed because <laughs> the pilot, the, the captain, <laughs> he put it, he put it on just going forward, climbed out on top of the Hindenburg and sat on the top, and then was like, oh shoot, there's a crane there, and then everyone died. It was terrible. A lot of people don't realize that he also said, "I'm the king of the world." Um, it just wasn't recorded for posterity. You know, why hasn't James Cameron made a Hindenburg movie? He's too busy with Avatar 2 and 3. Why doesn't he just make Avatar 2, the story of the type of the Hindenburg? You gotta connect your, your ponytail into the Hindenburg. Right. Alright, I feel like we can take a vote on this. I am definitely gonna go with the Titanic. One, because I feel like there's more variety there. It's, it's a much bigger vehicle. And maybe you'll find the love of your life, and then you can put her on a piece of wood and die dramatically. The Hindenburg, like, I don't know, it's it's going to be stressful enough already. And then I, I've got to imagine it's much more painful to crash and burn than just to, you know, freeze to death. Because with the cold, you're going to just, like, fall asleep. Hindenburg, you're going to be immolated. Jordan? Uh, I'm going to go with Titanic uh, simply because if... Jaws 5, the Jawsening ever comes out, <laughs> and Jaws is now increased to the size of a mega shark. Uh, then, shoot, what's his name? The crabby, crusty old shark hunter guy. When he's like. Mr. Krabs. Yeah, Mr. Krabs. When he's like, we're going to need a bigger boat. If we have a Titanic sized boat available to us, that's going to come in handy. So, oh, yeah. just in case that scenario comes. Like, I don't think a blimp is going to help us for the shark. 
Just... Yeah, that's what you don't realize is that they actually were killing um, uh, Son of Jaws uh, when they crashed the Titanic <laughs> Son into of him. Jaws. And then that's what brought it down. It was a it was a sacrifice. That was the only thing that could take him down was a giant ship full of people. Son of Jaws was the child of Chucky and the bride of Chucky, right? Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. Yeah. Uh, Son of Jaws. Son of Jaws. <laughs> Uh, seven, seven jaws for seven brothers. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay, good. <laughs> you guys realize next year is when, uh, 2015 is when Back to the Future Part 2 happens. We have not, uh, reached the jaws threshold for that movie to be plausible. Because <laughs> that movie was up to, like, jaws eight. Uh, and we just kind of <laughs> stopped at four. I can't remember. Somebody still have time. Somebody's listening and like, no, it's actually Jaws thirteen, and I'm just like, sorry. I'm saying to this, I'm saying this to you right now, listener. I'm sorry, I don't remember which Jaws was in Back to the Future Part Two. We do a lot of our fan base is really invested in the Jaws movies. Why? Well, I was thinking more of the Back to the Future movies, but yeah, I think they need to they need to start another franchise called the Jaws franchise, and it's just all about the the uh, the back and forth motion that planes make. <laughs> How about how about a franchise called Laws, and it's a bunch of uh, uh, shark lawyers. That's all I got. <laughs> yep, there it is. Uh-huh. Um, Kevin, what's your vote? I'm, you know what? I'm going with uh, the, the Hindenburg, because here's the thing. Hindenburg blows up, and at least we learn from it. We're like, oh, shoot. We probably shouldn't use giant blimps anymore to tr- to like uh, you know carry a bunch of people. Crash well, into it's things. More, we, we shouldn't use hydrogen-filled blimps. Well, yeah. So we we're like, okay, well, let's invent the plane. We're still using boats, people. We need hey, to hold switch. On. Come next week when the Super Bowl happens, the Goodyear blimp will be there. It's just filled with helium, so it's safe. No, no. It's... I thought you were gonna say we're retiring boats. <laughs> No, um, actually, little known fact, the Goodyear blimp is filled with a plane. It's just a plane. Oh, in there. that's true. Yeah, we should be it's using... It's like a Trojan horse type thing. Exactly. We shouldn't be using boats anymore. We should be using, you know, ho- hovercraft. We should only be using about... hovercraft. Oh, Kevin, but but you know, hovercraft is just a boat with a plane inside of it. Exactly. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with a, a plane. <laughs> hey, guys, how about this one? Uh, how about the next Treasure Buddies movie? That's them facing a shark, and it's called Pause. <laughs> I'm so I'm so glad that you're so confident that there's going to be a next Treasure Buddies movie. <laughs> Are you not confident? Snow Buddies just came out, or whatever. It yeah, was. well, I guess Cuba Gooding Jr. doesn't have anything else going on. Christmas so. Buddies. That's true. I say he steals Omar's thunder and restarts Wild and Crazy Kids. Um, I I also really love that we uh we talked before this episode about keeping the questions <laughs> snappier. <laughs> we have been going on about definitely jaws spinoffs. Uh, so thank you so much for your question, Aaron, and bye, Kevin. Uh, hopefully see you again soon when your internet comes back on. Uh, and Aaron, thank you so much for your question. And the next time you have to choose. Between riding the Titanic or the Hindenburg, go ahead with the Titanic. Because you're going to be faced with that so many times in your life. (laughs) Our next question comes to us from CJ Zimmerman. Thank you so much, CJ. Who had this to say? Okay. 
So it's been common knowledge since the 1990s that in a matchup of Rage against the Machine, you should bet on Rage. However, ever since the Machine recruited Florence, everything's been thrown into doubt. And I'd say a reevaluation is in order. Thus, I ask you to determine the victor in Rage against Florence and the Machine. Go. Well, here's the thing. The reason why Florence has an advantage is she will fight Rage by shaking it out. So, <laughs> by by the act of shaking out her rage, she defeats it. Now, which Florence are we talking about? Here? Yeah. Talking about... No, no. Ni- We're no. talking about the city of Florence. Nightingale. Oh, that's the city of Florence Nightingale. No, see... Are you sure it isn't yeah. the one that's over in the Middle East right now? Florence of Arabia? <laughs> are you sure it's not Hey, hey Tyler. Um, 40 years ago called and... They're saying that they can't use phones, so they're gonna they're gonna telegraph you. Oh, beep 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 beep. Uh, they want their joke back. Uh, I just listened to Lawrence of Arabia. Are we sure it's not uh Florence? Uh, short name Flo, the progressive girl. It probably is. Hold on, can we combine all of these? Can it be an Italian? Uh, uh, nurse yeah, who, all right. who is also the spokesman for progressive insurance. Probably. Now, this makes sense because if Florence is allied with the machine, I'm guessing that means she's sided with um, the new machine overlords in the Matrix. So if she is actually digitized and a member of the, the internetual realms, that would make sense. Now, oh, shoot. Do you know who the machine is? Who? It's Robo Bill Cosby. Oh, yeah. Florence, I need you to go and take out the rage because nobody wants to take out the trash in this household because everyone is too lazy. Theo, Rudy, uh, error 495. Um, now, what exactly is rage? Is this, is this rage well, the Tyler, emotion? It's is an this emotion. rage the video game? Like, is it just kind of like, okay, what's, which is going to win, a robot or the, uh, the human emotion of rage? Because any, you know, rarely has there been a time that I've gotten upset with, say, my car or my computer or something, and it's actually done any good. Rage usually fails me against the machine. I have gotten upset with Florence um, because I've had friends studying abroad there, and I'm like, what's up with that? I'm just here in Pennsylvania. But that has also not helped me at all. Oh, you know what it is? It's not rage. Sorry, we've been pronouncing it incorrectly. It's rage, ah. which is short for Rastafarian gamers. Oh, no, that's such a strong market. Gamers, you sure? Hey, hey, man. Because they I spell want... game G E M E. What? You said rage. Yeah, because gay is gamers. But it's yeah, rage is spelled R A G E, so gamer is. Sh- How's that work there? Kevin? Oh, the E is silent. It's rage. Yeah, it's this is Japanese. Kevin knows much yeah, more yeah, than yeah. I, Jordan. I was um, gonna ask: Is rage does rage mean anything in Japanese? Uh, let me look. Let me look. This, this is thrilling. Yeah. <laughs> uh... So it's probably referring to the uh, mediocre first-person shooter that came out in 2011. Uh, probably. What was the plot of that game? 
Uh, I'm looking at a screenshot of it. There's a skeleton with green eyes. Uh, apparently, I feel like the, machine the game has down. been described as similar to the movie Mad Max 2 Beyond Thunderdome. Mad Max Ma- 2? No, Mad Men 2 Beyond Thunderdome. Actually, now, no. another point is that despite all my rage... Mad Max 2 is the rage, Road Warrior. My bad. Despite all my rage, I'm still just a rat in a cage, though. So, you know, I think that we can all agree that here in the 21st century, we've become prisoners of our technology. Like, I can't I can't get through a day without the texting and the interneting and the... Like, we wouldn't be having this podcast now if it weren't for the machine. Wait, don't don't you mean Yinzernet? Yinzernet, yeah. The, that's what the, we have the here Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh Internet? <laughs> we do have Instagram. <laughs> do you really? It's an Is actual that a real thing. thing? That's oh, that's fantastic. Um, you can take pictures of things, only instead of adding filters, you can add, like, yellow and black. Rick Seaback. Or, or yellow like, and gold. Or, sorry, gold and black. Black and yeah. yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. You can actually just drop uh, what's his name, Wiz Khalifa, in, right into your. How phone. many terrible yeah. towels do you own? The Tyler? Wiz Khalifa. Hmm? How many terrible towels do you own? Uh, I actually do not own a terrible towel. Well, no, I do, however, own a commemorative towel from Johnny Cash Day, <laughs> you, which is a Pittsburgh. You also staple. own a number of towels which are terrible, <laughs> <laughs> yes. which are not fit for human use. Well, the thing is, I only had one towel for a while. And then my grandma found out and was disgusted by this and sent me a bag of, like, ten reject towels. Oh, that's great. And then you left one at my house because you said, I'd probably just throw it out anyway, so why don't you use hey, it for guests? Speaking of that, Kevin... I would rather not take a still damp towel on a, like, eight-hour bus ride. Yeah, but the thing was, you yeah, said, that's why I borrowed hey, a towel. I would just throw this out. I'm just going to throw this out, but you can use it for guests. Because apparently your guests are are subhuman and are okay with things that I would just throw away. I don't. I I didn't want to travel with it. Uh-huh. It's still a good towel, but you can wash it or do Kevin, whatever. I don't know. I realize this makes for thrilling podcast material, but uh, have you found any of my stray socks? <laughs> no, I didn't know you lost any. Well, I'm missing two, and I I don't know. I hope I didn't leave them at are the they hotel. A pair? No, here's the problem. I'm missing singles? two, and they don't match. So now I have oh, two worthless uh, pairs of socks. Oh, that's unfortunate. Oh, that's frustrating. You should have bought some new socks at Uniqlo. What are we debating? I don't know. On that note, let's go ahead and vote. Let's vote. Uh, I vote for Rage socks. against Florence and the Machine. Oh, okay. Uh, man, I, I was going to go into a, a, a bit about Rage Against the Machine songs, and I never got to look them up. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, you work on that. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go with uh, machine because negative negativity isn't going to get you anywhere. Um, I am known for saying not with that attitude is stolen from uh, Sage uh, Fount of Wisdom. Sage Sage against the machine. <laughs> Sage against the machine. <laughs> uh-huh. Is my favorite uh, W rock group. Um, but I I think that positivity is great and that machines are also great. So let's get rage out of here. Kevin, you know what? I want to give you a little quote, and it goes like this. I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to bake it anymore. <laughs> Is so that that's the slogan for Easy Bake Oven? No, it's the slogan for getting our kids off of the pot, off of the weed, <laughs> off of the can of uh, hash pipe. 
the can of hash pipe. Off of the hash pipe is a hash pipe. Hash pipe is a Weezer song, Kevin. Off of the uh, the bud and the zip, the kine and the kulas, the chief. Still have the kulop? The cool. I still have no idea where this is going. And yeah, just so, vote. Maybe we should so, focus so on making rage, our votes shorter. We need to get our young people pissed. So that, <laughs> so that they get off their duffs and stop smoking weed all over the place so that they actually do something rather than just work at the McDonald's all day. So I'm saying that rage is going to get our young people a lot further than that that big big smartphone, you know, who's just making our children dependent on technology and big data and the cloud and I think I've made my point. Yeah, stop stop mellowing out and listening to 3D sound videos on YouTube and actually do something. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan, All right, I heard uh, you laughing at your own jokes uh, only moments ago. Infinitely better vote. Um, I'm voting for Rage <laughs> Against the Machine because I can't believe I didn't share this with you guys yet. I'm excited to put it up on Facebook. Uh, every listener needs to go and listen to this. It is... Rage Against the Machine, killing in the name of less angry version. <laughs> and what they did is they left all of uh, Zach De La Roche's vocals intact, but the rest of the music is all changed into like 90s easy listening jazz. But like <laughs> a, awesome. a 90s easy listening jazz version of the song, killing in the name of. And it is absolutely fantastic. Uh, if we could stop our podcast to listen to, listen to it right now, I would do that. But uh, I'll just have you guys listen to it afterwards. It's so funny. <laughs> I just my only real um, encounter with killing in the name of is there was an a uh, an Adult Swim or no, it was a Toonami commercial where it, I forget even the context, but it just was Napa, uh, Napa came on the screen and just went. Killing in the name of! And that that's it. That's the end of that story. All right, so thank you so much for your question, CJ. And next time you have to choose between Rage Against the Machine and Florence and the Machine, I guess go with the Rage uh, because there's some easy listening in store and you need to get off pot, I guess. So our next question comes to us from G-Unit Lawton. Thank you so much, Jeffrey, who wants to know, would you rather address Congress in the best graphic tee or the worst thrift store suit? Go. So you're talking to Congress, and you've either got to wear the best graphic tee or the worst thrift store suit. I'm trying you know to think of what's going to be on the best graphic tee. I'm going to... Tuxedo shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gra- <laughs> it's just... It's just a very, very convincing <laughs> tuxedo it's the shirt. Best tuxedo shirt. It has it has lapel. It has a rose it's, on it's the lapel. It's been letter pressed uh-huh. so that it has has ridges as texture to it. Um. Uh, well, no. I see. The plus to the graphic tee is that you can show Congress that you're passionate about something. You know, mm, that's true. I mean, if you're going in there to save the whales, you can wear a save the whale T-shirt. If you're going in there to save the insane clown posse, you can wear an, an ICP T-shirt. And oh, so you're saying your T-shirt should be a spark notes to what and you're actually if you're going exactly. in there to filibuster, you can be wearing a shirt 
that has Feely from uh, The Hobbit and Buster from Arrested Development. Just their faces <laughs> right next to each other. Uh-huh. And then, Do you think they have like a Dave and Buster's type chain in DC called Phil and Buster's? <laughs> they probably should. I, I hope so. Uh, and I'm sure Joe Biden has gotten kicked out of it. Um <laughs> But I, so I, I think I think the graphic tee has a lot to say about that. Um, what the suit has to say is, I'm an actual adult, and you should take me seriously. Well, hold on, the worst yeah, suit is going to be four sizes too big on you. It's going to be like shabby tweed. It's going to itch. It's going to look like a baby. It's going to itch <laughs> like a mofo. Uh, and it's going to smell like righteous old dude funk no but do you know what that gets you that gives i mean it puts you on the same level as some other congressmen but you get you get the sympathy vote no that's for sure that gets you like wacky prospector old sage uh no you're gonna look home credibility you're gonna be like people who wear suits well where i come from we believe in the three r's Rutabagas, writing, and rebelling against too much government intervention into the education system. I thought you were going to work reusing there somewhere. I, you were gonna, I was hoping your you were going to make suit. a tea party joke. Real good tea parties. <laughs> um, I don't know. If, you, if you're looking like a homeless person, though, and you're speaking to the homeless agenda... Uh, they have a party, right? Ooh, yeah, the homeless lobby is huge uh, in Congress. No, the rent is too damn high party. Oh, that's true, that's true. Because so, the rent you know, is maybe so damn high, they are homeless. If somebody's courting the homeless vote, uh, do homeless people vote? Can uh, they vote? No, but they do court extensively. Um, they, oh, that's they, true. They, they that's do how not they date. make new homeless. Yeah, they do not date. They have a very rigid courting system where you have to call on a homeless person at their uh, Tra- trash, shopping cart. trash fire. Their at shopping the, cart. At their oil drum that they've lit on fire. Uh, and you, They've lit the oil drum on fire. Yeah, the whole the thing. No, no, Somehow no, no. homeless people can still afford cell phones as well. It's, it's very interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Summer suit. <laughs> summer suit is a good point. We've That's brought up the summer say. suit before, and we still haven't done it. I know we need to. Now it's not the. I feel like the summer suit, uh, listeners. For those of you who, who haven't listened to the uh, the last hundred episodes, uh, a summer suit is when you get a nice three p and you just cut off those sleeves and uh, turn those pant legs into shorts and cut off shorts. Now, I, I don't think it's a three-piece, because the vest is going to be too warm for the summer. you got to mm. cut the vest out. Well, you can have the vest unbuttoned, um, and nothing on under the vest, so it's just your chest hair is put, uh, popping out. That would be pretty cool. Oh, so you're so saying there, don't there wear are a ways... shirt, just wear a vest. Just wear a vest. Well, that could be, I don't know, you might be able to swing some of that um, some of that female vote, and maybe go for a... For a uh, I went to say Magic Mike, almost said Like Mike. Oh, okay. Uh, like Mike's scenario. So if you wear uh, Michael Jordan sneakers, you're going to be set. Here's here's the plus to the graphic tee. You go in with the wearing the graphic tee. You also bring in some ladies with t-shirt cannons, and you shoot <laughs> the same graphic tee into the you know the the chambers of Congress, and then all the congressmen 
you know, feel like they're hip and they got the, they're down with the young whipping snappers, you know? Ah, and but the, Kevin, and they, what happens? What happens when you have a t-shirt cannon malfunction and you fired a t-shirt so hard that you killed Robert Byrd because it fractured he, well, his Well, first skull. of all, he's already dead, oh, so it would not be hard. Um, nah, nah, he's still serving. His corpse is still representing West Virginia. I think Robert Byrd is dead, isn't he? Strom Thurmond is definitely dead. Strom You're Thurmond is dead. Bird. Let's find out if Robert Byrd is dead. Yeah, he's dead. Uh, okay. Yeah, he died in Did, 2010. Um, Did Arlen Specter keel over yet? <laughs> Uh, I don't know, but Joe Lieberman has been dead in personality for about 30 years, so you can yeah, go for Arlen's that. Yeah, dead, too, man. Wow. Where have all, where have all the good senators gone? <laughs> where have all the cowboys gone? Um, hey, what, what, if what would Robert Byrd do? What if the best graphic tee is actually just a very graphic tee? <laughs> like, what if this is a t-shirt with, like... Uh, naked bodies and gore and all kinds of stuff all over it. Like this is you gonna be Al really gore? offensive. Yeah, this is gonna have Al Gore nude. <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> just in a very seductive pose on your T-shirt. Um, that could you know that could be points for or against Wait you up. depending on depending on your party alignment. The worst suit is made of graphic tees. <laughs> oh, torn up. And and poorly sewn together, like the American flag, the first American flag. Oh my gosh! You you're need... wearing the first American flag as a suit. Oh, in such poor taste. Oh gosh! Everyone hates you now. <laughs> Your tie is the Declaration of Independence. I think oh, we're no. completely it's... misunderstanding this question. <laughs> oh, because I'm pretty sure the best graphic T-shirt. Looks a little something like this, Tyler, which you described to the listeners, what I've oh, just posted. Oh, well, Jordan just linked us to a t-shirt with uh, Mr. T on it, so. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. Pretty fantastic. That is the tea. end of the debate. I like that it has some artificial wear on it. Yeah, I think if you go into Congress with anything, um, with uh, Lawrence Torold, is that his name? Mr. T, Lawrence uh, Lawrence of Arabia. You're, no, Laura, you're, you're thinking of Lawrence Fishburne. You're thinking of the guy from A Doll's House. You're thinking of yeah. You're thinking of Mr. T, Mr. Torvald. <laughs> Mr. Torvald. Yeah. Uh, no, it's Lawrence T U R E A. To road. To road. So oh, if you're A Doll's House, he's there to road a path to better spending. Nope. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, let's take a vote on this. Kevin, what are you going with? You know, I am going with the the suit because, at the very least, you can have one of those uh, water-squirting flowers on your suit, and you can delight all of the uh, old senators who are, you know, they're, they're basically like children at this point. You just squirt a little water. You say, hey, I got some newfangled ideas. Apple, Google, uh, Cloud. Strife. Jordan? Uh, I'm going with graphic Mr. T-shirt. Also, maybe <laughs> maybe it's not even a T-shirt. Maybe I'm just bringing in Mr. T with me. How am I not <laughs> going to get listened to if I have Mr. T with me? That's a very good point. Treat your mother right. Um hang out with Mr. T all night. Uh, I am also going to go with Graphic T because I 
I have a lot more graphic tees than I have crappy suits, and honestly, I'm more confident in my ability to, you know, wear a nice pair of pants than to try and make a thrift store suit work. Although, friend of the podcast, George Hampy of georgehampy.com fame, uh, did get me to st- to start buying more shirts when, during college, he came up to me one day and, apropos of nothing, said, do you own anything other than graphic tees? And I realized that I didn't. <laughs> so thank you so much for your question, Jeffrey. And next time you have to choose between addressing Congress in the best graphic tee or the worst thrift store suit, go ahead with that graphic tee. You're going to be glad what? you did. Why? Under what circumstances did this Mr. T. Nancy Reagan photo happen? Oh, yeah. Jordan also just posted a picture in the chat of uh, Mr. T. dressed as Santa Claus with Nancy Reagan on his lap. (coughs) It's wonderful. All right. Our next question comes to us from Matt Osika. Thank you so much, Matt, who wants to know. He Osikas to know. Wants to know, would you rather have to physically tweet every time you tweet on Twitter or place a picture of your face in a book every time you post on Facebook? Go. This is pretty easy for me. I can almost vote immediately because I don't use Twitter very much. Although I guess I should update uh, both of you guys because... I actually changed my Twitter handle recently, so... You're no longer Cool Guy Zimmy? I am no longer Cool Guy Zimmy. Uh, after watching the first episode of Community, uh, I immediately hopped on Twitter to save uh, Always Be Caging. Uh, so that <laughs> is my new Twitter handle. Although, I think we have lost Kevin again. No, I'm here. Uh, he's here? Good. Yeah, he's here. He's just a little robotic. Um, he's also frozen in time, but that's good. I think that's a pretty I think that's a pretty good way to get your face out there though. Like it's a little bit of viral marketing for the personal brand. Just go into the public library and start putting pictures of your face in all of the books. Well, plus, yeah. Like just every once in a while, you know, you know, find a chapter you like and throw throw a little I don't I don't shot think you, you can... put pictures of your face in a book. I think he's saying you have to open a book and smash your face into it. <laughs> no, please Place a picture of your face. Oh, is that what it does? That, that's what I'm face. saying. You could make some money off of this because all the all the censor librarians who want to take out, you know, instances of the N-word in Huckleberry Finn or like pictures of penises in that Roald Dahl book that was real weird. Uh, hello, your face goes right in where all those offensive things were. And you just made yourself a cool hundo dollars. <laughs> Oh, man, the best part is I could understand most of that. (laughs) But the end, I lost. I heard Roald Dahl penises, then from there on out, I was gone. Oh, there Kevin goes. All right. um... Man, my Google Hangout keeps alerting me that the page is unresponsive, even though it seems to be responding just fine. Might just be Kevbot. Kevbot. Um, is he back? Yeah. What'd you What'd you last hear of me? Uh, yeah. So you get you can you you can use your face to censor all the stuff that the librarians are censoring up. Make yourself a cool hundo dollars, 
And now, uh, the Huckleberry Finn novel reads, uh, no, Tyler's face, Jim. I do not want a, a, a hardtack. No, mustache, Jim. <laughs> mustache, Jim. Cause He's my favorite literary Does character. it say we have to put our entire face, or can we just put portions of our face? Pictures it has of to like, be a picture of your face? Like eyeballs be, every once I in a while? Can I just put a picture of my mustache in, like as a bookmark into books? Yeah, I think that's fair. As long as it is a photo of your face and it is in a book, that's fine. You could start going to uh, university uh, libraries and start pasting in pictures of you over alumni. <laughs> or maybe just in the addition to alumni. Just kind of start taking over history. Oh, shoot, or... yeah. No, you could put your picture in the About the Author section of every book. Oh, of every oh, book. Oh, hello. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Shakespeare was just my pen name. I really wrote oh, this that... book. That would be hilarious. Or going back to Tyler's yearbook suggestion, everyone, which is roughly 50% of the school, who didn't show up for their yearbook picture, you can paste your picture in right there. Yeah. So, like, the the 17 people who just have question marks are all pictures of you. Um, so you're, you're a hive mind? Now, tweeting when you tweet. Now, that, is it just going to be you going, like, Tweet, tweet, tweet. Are you are you getting bird calls in this scenario? I think you're making bird calls. Because that can be pretty impressive. Like, people are going to hear it, and they're not necessarily going to know it's you. You're, you're specifically like, oh, required to pull out your duck commander, duck dynasty, duck call, and then blow it. Uh, and then uh, a horde of ducks appear. And uh, they carry your 140 characters across yeah, each, the uh, each duck carries one character and it carries it to Twitter headquarters, who then formulates your tweet into uh, electronic magic. Hey, is it just me or did anybody else think that when Phil Robertson got in all that trouble that it was Pat Robertson? And you're like. Really? The guy who ran for president? He's in the Duck Dynasty? That's a great point, Kevin. (laughs) So, I feel like if you've got a convincing tweet, though, like, people aren't going to know necessarily that it's you. They're just going to hear the noise and be like, who let a sparrow into the building? Like, is it in the rafters? I don't know. We got got to do something. Like, that could be pretty cool. Or any time... Say you're a hunter and you want to make a convincing bird call, you just send off, like, you know, what you ate that day or, like, bum that there are no birds here, and there comes a nice tweet to bring in the Tweetos. And if you have a dog with you, you have a, you have a speaker situation going on. And if you have a dog whisperer with you, you can tweet the birds and the whisperer can whisper the dog, and you'll have an unstoppable hunting machine. I think that was the plot of Duck Hunt. But then the dog laughed at you. I think if you're tweeting every time you tweet, that would be dumb. (laughs) Whereas if you put your face into books, that could actually be pretty hilarious. That sounds like a Banksy move. Hey, yeah. Some people do that. Like, uh, you know, book illustrators. 
They do like that Bookula. for a living. Yeah. Dracula's third cousin, Bookula. <laughs> yep. <laughs> who, who, who wants you to brush up on your literacy? He libraries. And, uh, you know, with the, with the tweeting, when you tweet, people are going to think that you're a bird man. And that they have your Harvey Bat Birdman Right, and that you can give legal advice. Yeah, only if you have your graphic tee on. And can you do that? Oh, I don't have any legal advice to give. Hey, don't take a sobriety test in the field. Just request to be taken back to the station. Yeah. I mean, you are making your bird calls in the field, though. That's probably wise on your part. Right. Um, I, I feel like I use Facebook a lot more than Twitter as well, though. Like if if you actually have to do every th- do something every time you book the faces, then you're gonna have to like okay, I want to make a post, but I'm like in the middle of the desert with Florence here, and I'm gonna have to find you know some ancestral tome to paste a picture of my nose oh, into shoot. before I can tell people about how great a day I'm having. Do you know what that means? Wish my friends happy birthday. That means all of the Facebook power users are gonna be people who scrapbook. Because they're the ones oh. that are going to be the they're they're going to be able to post the the faces you know quickest because they got the glue already and the glitter and the craft scissors and fifty uh, small photocopied versions of their face right so they're going to own Facebook and they're going to tell you what you can say and can't say and then you're going to get like a Big Brother type situation except it's going to be people who scrapbook so big big scrap brother. I think we all have a, a big brother who scrapbooks, though. Can we? Can Can I get a big brother? Is it too late for me to get a big brother from the Big Brother Big Sister program? I thought you already had a big brother. I do, I but you I had. I have two. Uh, I have wildly successful Kyle the Gaul. I have two big brothers. I have Kyle and Sean, but neither of them owns a motorcycle. <laughs> That's a very good point. I think. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the cutoff date is for that. Whereas there's no. Well, there's no cutoff date for Twitter. For tweeting, you can you can pretend you're a bird all you want. There is a cutoff amount of tweeting though, and I think there is for Facebook as well. I know that a friend of the show, Miss um, Trash Pittsburgh 2013 Moon Baby, uh, has on numerous occasions tweeted or Facebook too much and been like locked down for a while. They cut they Although, cut you off like they cut your limbs off. Yeah, and then they put them inside of books. They, they slice off your face, and they uh-huh. put it in a book, and then you have to find the book. All right. I think I think we can take a vote on this. I am going to go ahead and go with the Facebook because I just, you know, I need to work on that personal brand. And if more people can think I'm the author of things that I didn't actually write, the better. Uh, Jordan? Uh, I'm going to go with tweeting while I tweet. Because I only tweet, like, once every three months, so no one's even going to get it. Kevin? Um, I am going to go with uh, tweeting while you tweet, because uh, if Amelia Earhart is still out there, she's going to be happy that mankind is flying like a bird. Oh, wait a second, though. I just thought of... Number one reason why uh, you wouldn't want to tweet while you tweet, though, is that it has been scientifically proven that most people do their tweeting while they're in the bathroom. And now everyone's going to know. Like if you're on the john, you feel like, you know, sending out a little a little bloop about your day. 
then everyone's going to know that you're tweeting while you're blooping. Tyler, I love that you almost said scientifically. Exactly. Because that almost sounds like a real word. That's that's most of the things I say. That's uh-huh. how I earned my English major. Uh, so It has been scientifically you. proven. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. A little bit of a shorter episode this week. We're having some technical difficulties, but thank you so much for sticking with us. We hope you had fun. If you'd like to send us a question, you can email us at ninjasversuspodcast, that's versus vs, no period, at gmail.com. We'll take your versus questions, your would you rather questions, or even just questions about life. We'll, we'll help you out. We'll explain things. We've, we've got all the answers here at Ninjas vs. Podcast. Uh, you can also connect with us on Facebook, slash ninjas versus podcast we're always posting videos there pictures funny stuff we find on the internet and also uh just we love to chat with folks so hit us up on there i'm sure there's going to be some rage against the machine a little bit of mr t all for your enjoyment and you can also tweet at ninjas versus podcast and be eligible for the tweet of the week if you use the nvp hashtag jordan do we have a tweet of the week Yes. It's from favorite favorite Russian correspondent Toya, who has two tweets back to back. He would like to chime in that Uniqlo pants are the best. That's so true. And yep. that uh, he also posted a lovely picture of a Russian school poster after our... <laughs> um, also, Megan Cox, who does actually follow us on Twitter tweeted never thought i'd be cleaning snow off a tv that's sitting in the living room um exasperated face some kind of emoji uh hashtag nvp keeping up with the uh the habit of just telling us about things going on in people's days which we always appreciate also i don't know why you have snow in your living room i hope that is uh solved soon and kevin's internet just died completely uh, so we're just going to go ahead and finish things off. Uh, thank you to Animal Tropical for our intro song, 20 Miles. Thank you to Sparrows and Crows for our outro song, Ultraviolet Bliss. And thank you all for joining us. Uh, if you get a chance, go ahead and hit up iTunes. Give us a rating or a review. We haven't had any of those for a while, and we really appreciate it every time we get a little surge on there. It helps more people to find the show. Speaking of people finding the show, thank you so much to our two newest uh, fans on Facebook, Elizabeth Spencer. Uh, Thank you for listening. Uh, One of the fabled people that we have no connection to whatsoever who somehow finds the show. And thank you to uh, George Hampy who finally went ahead and liked our page on Facebook after we've uh, liked his actor page on Facebook. Now, was it it George Hampy uh, the person or George Hampy the fan It was the person. George George Hampy the fan page has not yet uh, liked Ninjas vs. Podcast. So everybody head over there. And uh, and make some make some requests. So, all right. Uh, without further ado, um, Jordan, what do we what do we want to argue for our final question? It's just the two of us. Uh, Ninjas versus Kevin. Internet versus Kevin. Go. <laughs> Internet versus. Kevin. Uh, I think I think Kevin lost. Yeah. Well, you can't win them all. He's usually very good at the internet. Um. 
Although, if it were ninjas versus Kevin, I think it's safe to say that Kevin would win, uh, having uh, came, saw, and conquered Japan. Went to, saw? I don't know. Anyway, Kevin went to Japan, and, you know, he found it wanting. He saw everything that was to be seen, did everything that was to be he done. He found it wanton. He found it wanton. <laughs> and so they're not going to have any secrets they can pull on him. He's, he's going he's gonna to know their jig uh, before it's up. Um, and so, as ever, I'm Tyler. I'm Jordan. And I'm Kevin. And I'm Kevin. <laughs> Until next time. I'm out. That's good. That's good enough. I'm out. <laughs> All right. Now I can watch the rest of this. Uh, Gonna have a summer party. Where we dance out in the sun. We're gonna bounce and shake our bodies. And we'll be dead when we're all done. Tired from all the fun and games. We'll hit the ground. Let the grass scratch up our legs. We'll soak in the ultraviolet bliss Do you know what I could use on a cool or a hot afternoon? A cool glass of hot sake.